Welcome back to another episode of the Hitchcock Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock-directed thriller, North by Northwest, one minute of screen time per episode. I am one of this week's hosts, Sean, and with us is... It's Dave, and we're both from Groundhog Minute. (laughs) From Groundhog Minute. All right, and we are here to talk about Minute 91 of North by Northwest. This is Minute 91 is some exciting auction uh auction action thornhill is cornered by um what's his name valerian that's the that's the bad guy's name valerian yeah <laughs> wow i i was just, i was just calling him like goon one and then the other guy goon two because i was just like these are a bunch of goons they didn't have names like that wow yeah so the yeah adam uh, the adam willie the the um the not martin landau goon is valerian and then Landau, his name is Leonard, which is that's like <laughs> that's way better goon name, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say that's a horrible goon. Like I'm, I'm totally not scared of Leonard at all. That's no, that's a geek but like, name. it's fine to have like an underwhelming, like schlubbish, like name. You just gotta make up for it with actions. Like, yeah, the guy in the brown suit, like he looks mm-hmm. like a schlub, but he, I guess, has a gun in his pocket. So it's just like, okay, well, he's threatening. He just, he looks like he's just a guy in a brown suit. Uh, yeah maybe maybe it's one of those like it's uh, you know like there's a big guy and his nickname is tiny kind of thing like oh like leonard he's the guy you really gotta look out for he's like the um the the joe pesci of the of the of the crew kind of thing is he foreign is is that why maybe he has does he have an accent i'm trying to remember Maybe that's why he's like Valerian. Maybe it's like a foreign name. I Valerian. It sounds like he sounds like something out of Watchmen. He sounds like one of the heroes from like the fifties. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it, it's a it's a very common name. You got the movie. comedian and Silk Spectre and uh, Valerian is here fighting crime. Yeah, Valerian. <laughs> what do you think? Should we should we should we charge at him? He's got, if he's got a hand in the pocket, do you think we could make it before he shot us? Yeah, I think this is this is where a little boxing um, background would come in handy because you want to close the distance, you know, like, you know, a boxer, if you lean into the punch, you know, you kind of you can you can rob it of the power if the guy doesn't have a chance to fully extend his arm and get his momentum. A gun. Yeah. If you're running away, he can just pop you in the back. It's a ranged weapon. You get up close. You take away that advantage. I'm totally down. I would now I wouldn't do it. I'm saying for you, you should charge the guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i mean at this point i don't know it's like the mindset all right, all right, all right. should we just put should we put a pause on this cold open of 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 what, what if we were Cary grant and just get to like how we are with this film like our history with it i don't know where are we at we could yeah we could do that it's 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 early in the week but yeah kind of what's what's the history where are we coming from i mean yeah, you, you've seen this before i know uh, i saw it last time you saw it last time. First time ever. I've never seen it before. Um, okay. I had no idea what it was about. I knew everyone talked about it. They said, "Oh, it's a great thriller." I was underwhelmed, and I'm even, I'm even, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I say, look, it's an older film. I get it. There's a lot of years between that and me. Mm-hmm. But I loved Rope, so I was like, I know, I like, I know, I like fifties thrillers. Yeah, like, um, you know, like Psycho, I like Birds. So it's like I'm not, it's like I don't like it for Hitchcock and. Obviously, I like like Twilight Zone stuff, so it's like I like writing of the of the fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why this movie didn't capture me, and I'm going to put the blame on Cary Grant. I don't think I like Cary Grant because Ooh, hot take, hot take, fine, but like okay, 
like he starts this this movie as like this mad this madman executive guy. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so I'm going to compare him to Don Draper. Exactly. I don't like Don Draper, no. but I think that and, and, and even that's why I kind of stopped watching season one of Don Dra- of, of Mad Men. So I was like, oh, I don't have to like the guy. I don't have to like this show. I don't owe this show any of my time. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm like, I'm not doing it. And I, and I stopped watching. My parents loved season two and three. They kept watching it. Like, oh, you're like, no, like, I, I don't like. I gave him 13 hours of my time or whatever it is. Like, I'm I'm good. So that's I see the same <laughs> character here. And yeah. I go, okay, he's got a you know he has no social life. He has no friends. He just has a secretary, his mom. I'm like, okay, so. He's like a as a guy who's like he's real vapid life. Okay, I don't have to like him. Here's the thing though. Michael Douglas has played this character countless of times, and he's great, and I love it. Mm-hmm. So so clearly it's not the character archetype, because I've clearly watched Michael Michael Douglas do this for years, and I yeah. like it. So I'm 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 like trying to find like where where's the where's the thing? Where's the thing that doesn't fit? And I'm just going, I think. And also, I'm going to put the little blame on on Hitchcock for for like you know taking the direction or you know the writing staff. I guess I don't know if Hitchcock actually wrote this or not or just directed this. Um, I go look at the credits, but I'm not going to. I don't know. Yeah, I think my biggest bugger with it was like I was like, okay, he could be an uppity guy and he gets wrapped up in this whole convoluted of of of, of mistaken identity. I'm still don't get that plot, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Um. I think what bugs me was like, I thought they were going to make a good character choice where they force him to drink all that liquor. So he's got this like huge hangover and stuff. I would think for the rest of the movie, there would be a character choice where like every time he's offered drinks, he would turn it down because he's now like, I'm not having fun with liquor anymore Mm -hmm. because last time I had liquor, like they were trying to kill me. So I don't want to be, but no, he still just seems to schmooze and like drink and stuff. Like, Oh, I need a drink. I'm like, dude, Knock it off, man! You gotta be a hydro homie. Right now. You gotta <laughs> yeah. stay alert. There are men well, after you. Like, there's no time to like sit and relax. Not again. It's the fifties. Men wear suits back then. You can't like not wear a suit. And it's right. better probably to, to blend in as a man with a suit. But it was just like it's just like him walking around in this suit and drinking still, and he's still just trying to schmooze. And I get the woman was you know, she's an indigent, and there's a lot of, but it just felt like I don't know. At times, you just it didn't feel like Cary Grant was taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. Well, I do. I think you make a good, an interesting point, and I do wish the drinking kind of paid off because I think of like, like Marion in Lost Ark. Like we first meet her, she's in Mongolia or Nepal or wherever, and she's like, you know, on on a glacier having, you know, having a drinking contest with these yak herders. Yeah, and then later on, it kind of like pays off, and then later she's in the tent with. Yeah. Um, with with Belloc and he's yeah. like you know trying to drink her you know she's pretending to be drunk but really she's fine because she's a big drinker like yeah so they set up this guy as like oh he's a big drinker he can he can handle his liquor and then but then there's no payoff it's like yeah we're just gonna spend and, and and other hosts have talked about it like certainly the the length of the movie in the beginning there's a lot of setup stuff that's you know it's an interesting scene like that scene where they're they're plying in with liquor to get him drunk so he can. Yeah you know, have a car accident and it looks like drunk driving, but that like, that it doesn't go anywhere. It's like, okay, there's this one little scene and it's like, you've already got this five hour movie. Did we really need to spend 20 minutes on that? That's what bugs me about this. This doesn't feel tight. This movie could have gotten a lot tighter, Mm -hmm. like two and a half hours. I mean, what's so funny is my dad, I know he talked about, Oh, he, he heard me. I was doing this. Oh, I would love to watch it. I can't, I haven't haven't watched that in years. I'm like, and I went, and I texted him the other day. I go, Dad, you not like this. This is two and a half hours. You give me shit every time I bring it. 
I have a movie over 90 minutes. Like it's an action movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's just, and it's, and, and I'm like, you know, I, okay. I made all like action films or stuff, but I'm like, I don't know for like modern, modern eyes and audiences. I go, you could tighten this up a lot more. Like it, it, it just seems to have a lot of like too many quiet moments mm-hmm. and you lose, you lose the pace of the tension of like him being chased and not knowing what to do. Yeah, there's a lot of breaks. I'm like, I kind of think his, his mother. I, I wish there was more payoff with the mother too. She's kind of just abandoned into Act One. Yeah, I'm not saying thing. she needs to get hurt, but I felt like there would have been an interesting thing where it's like she is in danger and he has to now make the choice to like not get her involved. I mean, I said once he like runs away from her in the elevator, that's kind of it. He's on. He's he, now he's on like the, to go to the UN. Yeah. So I don't well, know what happens with her because now they know. Now, maybe they think this is all part of the setup and, and she's not really his mother, but she knows that they're tied to it. So if they're after him, yeah, wouldn't it make sense? Well, we know where she is. Why don't we go get her and hold her hostage or bring her out? Like, yeah. she could play into it. I don't understand yeah. how they – I guess I'm still – I still I, – I don't understand how they think he's the guy. Walk me through it. I, I'm sorry, audience. <laughs> Seriously, Sean, walk me through it. Why does Jim want me to watch him movies about confusing plots and all these other sides? Or why does Jim do this to me every year? <laughs> well, I have I have a theory about Hitchcock in general and particularly this movie. And I was waiting to see if you brought it up and you didn't, but but maybe this'll spring something. Could you watch you watch a lot of movies, Dave? Oh, yeah. You're you're a movie watching kind of guy. Yeah, you, that's why I feel a- bad where it's like I see this film and I'm not enjoying yeah. this. I'm like I am either I'm either entire world's been gaslit to like enjoy this film, you know, without question, or like I'm missing a key point here and it's bugging me. Well, I think what you what you might be missing, and I wonder if the film when you first watched it, if it seemed familiar, because I think the missing thing is like so much of what this movie does is cliche, but it's cliche because people are copying Hitchcock. So like, I, yeah. you know, especially, you know, particularly that the mistaken identity, like the average Joe who's all of a sudden has to be on the run and it gets involved in all this spy stuff. Like, I think this is like the first movie or like the first big movie that kind of follow that. And now that's like, it's, it's trope. It's so common these days, Yeah, but it's like, this is the first one. So it's, you know, a lot, and a lot of the things that this, this movie does, it's really common now. It's, it's cliche. But it's cliche because everyone's copying Hitchcock. Yeah, I understand that. And, and I just wonder if that's part of it. If it, if it's yeah, if you put it in like the context of of ev- all the movies from the last thirty years, it's it's not that special. But you know, you kind of have to put yourself kind of forget all you know all the other action movies and and intrigue and suspense you've seen. Even you know, forget this is before Bond. Even like forget all the Bond yeah. stuff you've seen. You know, somehow. If you can just like stick a crayon up your nose or something and kind of hit that that neuron and then say, oh, well, this is where all that stuff comes from. Or this is the influence that all these other directors are are pulling from. I I think what I just think like that, that that it happened too quick that they thought he was a different guy. I think it happens too quick. And I didn't I don't yeah. pick it up how how they heard that name. I, I, I I'm still missing. He was at a bar. He orders a drink for the waiter, and next to him, like, that's the guy. I'm like, what? The white guy in the suit? Which guy? <laughs> yeah. How'd you choose this? Is the guy? of all the guys who are yeah. 50 years old, 
with with slightly like getting slightly silvered in the hair, you chose yeah. this is the guy. Like, and then and then they're like, any evidence that goes against it, they're like, nah, this is the guy. I'm like, that's it. You're basing yeah. it off of this. Well, and it's and it's funny the for all the all the words all the time that the host of this podcast has spent, and and we've already done it multiple times today this is our first minute we've already got into it you know for all the times we talk about all the things from like the first act or the first third of the film that like are just way too long or don't go anywhere don't build you know or don't pay off later like the one key thing that like the whole movie hinges on that mistaken identity for some reason they think this guy is this spy like that goes super quick like that like unless you're watching it one minute at a time, mm-hmm. you could totally miss that. I could see like, if I saw this in the theater for the first time, I'd be there eating my popcorn. I'd be like, wait, why, why do they think he's what? When did that? Huh? Yeah. Cause it was like, that the, happened. The movie, yeah. It goes by so quick. Yeah. Fast. It's like, bam, it's New York. It's fast paced. He's coming out of the door. He's like secretary, take all these notes. And I'm like sitting there going like, all right, is any of this going to pay off? Cause I'm like, cause I don't know what this movie's about, but I'm like, yeah. okay, clearly this is a, this is a thriller. So I'm like recording everything that I, in my head of like everything he's saying to her. I'm like, I was expecting the secretary to come back and she's got the notes and she's got the evidence. But no, she's gone. Um, and then he goes to the restaurant and he sits with these two guys. I don't even remember what they look like anymore. They're not important. Uh, They're like 50-ish white guys with graying temples in a yeah. gray flannel suit. Yeah. And I'm just <laughs> like, I'm just they all like, look the same. Yeah. And, and, then, and then, yeah, next thing you know, like, yeah, these guys are, you know. Um, yeah. And it's just weird that they, you know, and then I mean, it's a movie. I get it. But they bring him to the house and the guy comes in and he's like, oh, you're going to tell us about stuff. He's like, I, don't, I literally don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, okay, we're going to get you drunk and kill you. Um, it's a very, very exaggerated uh, uh, storyline. You thought they would yeah. interrogate him. No, I, I, I just want to jump in real quick since you're yeah, talking please. about it. Yeah. One thing bothers me about that is so all through this movie, he's Cary Grant. He's smooth. He's got lots of quips. He's kind of like always – even when he's confused, he always got something to say. Yeah. And he never goes to these guys and say, listen, when they're running down the thing, like, so, you know, there's some guy you're following, you know, where he's been, you know, what hotel he's staying at, you know, when he checks in, when he checks out, but you don't know what he looks like. Like yeah. he never asks, he never brings that up to say when he's trying to convince them, I'm not that guy. You got the wrong guy. He never just asked them, Hey, did you ever see this guy you're following? Yeah. And I thought, I thought there was going to be something with, with his character's, past life because i was trying i'm trying to figure out what this guy's personal life is i'm like this guy has no personal life he has no woman in his life right he just as his Except mother mom yeah and it was just like i was expecting something where it's like he had some girlfriend or something that he was seeing and because he was accidentally staying at the same hotel as the guy like it was going to be like a coincidence that like put him in the bad spot at the wrong time right it doesn't seem like that no um so 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 yeah so the, so yeah so here we are you know he's been framed for murder I mean at the, at the UN official which I thought that was going to come back that doesn't come back <laughs> a man is stabbed at the UN that's a pretty big deal it's it's practically like international news like a guy who like runs yeah. the UN or something it's stabbed I mean it comes like he's so he's hiding I guess that makes him so you know he's hiding on the train but then once he gets to Chicago once he's off the train. Yeah, yeah, that never comes back. I mean, he had a, yeah, he had to force right. the police to like you know look at him. We're gonna get well, to that. Yeah. Well, and actually, I mean, it comes up. I don't know if we have it. 
We Maybe have it. We have it. Next week. Yeah. I mean, when it he's does come the up. Cops. Yeah, we but, have that. But he's got he's got to tell them. He's like he's practically carrying around, you know, wallet sized, you know, wanted dead or alive posters. He's got to tell them he's wanted. It's not like he's on the yeah. run from the cops. He's got to go to the he's got to go to the cops and tell them arrest me. Ugh. Yeah, I thought. And and and, yeah. and uh, you know, I said I got more ideas. I just wanted to let the audience know that you can hate me for not liking this film, but I needed to like let you know my ground rules of like I right. have re- I have reasons why my brain was working like this, and like I get it. Like I I, I can I can respect that the film was being worked on and it was the first of its kind, and you know movies have happened since then. But I just go like I'm sorry, but like the game is so much better than this. And I get it. It came out 40 years at, later than this. But it's like the game perfected this movie, essentially, to me. Right. Am I right or am I wrong? Come on. You have a point. I don't I, know if I'm, I'm as big on the game as you are. But at least the at least there, there's an explanation. What really bugs me with these type of movies is... You know, because Michael Douglas is like... I, I love you know he gets like really paranoid and he gets angry because he's like they're coming after me I gotta yeah. get back in them whereas Karen Grant was so smooth and I'm like Carrie you have every right to like snap on these guys like they're coming after you man you don't have to be smooth like I give you every right to like grab him by the collar or something or go Harrison Ford on him you know right or like or, or go back to the drinking show him drink you know show him have a drink in his hand every single scene the way people are smoking and chasing Amy. And then we think, Oh, he's just, he's not reacting because he's drunk. Like he, he's acting like a spy. Like he's not acting like, Oh, I'm just Joe white collar Madison Avenue ad man. Yeah. And suddenly there's shootings, there's stabbings. I'm getting framed for murder. These spies are chasing me all over. Like, and he never loses his cool. And it just, yeah, it, it, you needed an explanation. You needed something. Yeah. And like, I'm, is yeah. maybe they were tr- he was trying to play up his like abilities as a madman where he's just like he's able to convince people of ideas because that's what he does all day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to think like would Don how would Don Draper act? Because right. he's essentially Don Draper. Like Don Draper's like, I got all these plans, I got this movie, I have like really not much of a personal life. I mean, Don Draper has a family, but like, you know, he's such a he's married to his his job. Right. Uh, that like if something would happen and they thought they were coming after him, I think it's just weird. Yeah, he has like no nobody he really turns to outside of his mother. It just it's weird. You'd be like, that's a weird yeah. character. Like he does, well, even even the the occupation as ad man. I mean, I guess maybe kind of like it's you know he's got the gift of gab and he's used to like pitching stuff, but it's like he never really sells anyone. He doesn't convince the bad guys. He doesn't convince them that he's not the guy they're after. Yeah, Eve. You know, he doesn't seduce her like she's a spy, like she's in on it and she seduces him as a way to control him. Yeah. Like he never does any real selling. Yeah. So there's another thing that doesn't pay off that never really comes into play like that. Yeah. He never really like you could see if Don Draper was in this movie, you know, he'd have the bad guys working from him. That first scene, he would like turn it around on him and tell him, like, okay, what do you guys want? What's your psychology like? He'd work it out. This guy doesn't do any of that. Yeah, which is hmm. why I'm just yeah. like this 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 auction scene. I I mean I, I'm not saying I don't like what he does. I just feel like we just there's something could have they could have they could have jazzed this up a little bit more because it's weird. Like 
I don't know. Like, I guess I'm not comfortable with like the, the, the weird comedy-ness of it. Like, I'm like, dude, this is serious. Like, you got these two guys yeah. who want to kill you. And, like, the film's like, hey, what if we, like, took a couple minutes and we kind of did some jokes? What if we cracked some jokes? I, mean, I guess it's like they're trying to do levity right now. But I feel like I just feel like the tension overwhelms. Like, you don't want to lose the audience in levity. I feel like the audience is, like, leaning forward being like, okay, we're with you, man. Like, we're mm-hmm. in the middle of this crowded room. How do we get the crowd on our side so we don't get shot? Right. So, like, so yeah, we're we're an hour and a half in. So this should be like this should lead into the final action sequence. I think that's what sucks <laughs> is that he confronts him. He confronts yeah. the guy. What's his name? Uh, Kiln Kind Kinder or something? Is it was a kill? Van Van? Oh man, I don't know oh, these names. Oh, uh, there's Van Dam. Van Dam. All right, the bad guy. All right. Yeah, Ma- what's his name? Mason. Our main, our main big bad boy, bad guy, who's got, who's and then because you see, as he look, you can see it, he leaves with, uh, with her, um, with a gun in her. Side. Oh yeah, with yeah, that's so that's yeah, that's Van Dam. Well, this is uh, Eva. Ready yeah. to confront Van Dam, and then it's like Van Dam's like, no, nah, I sneak away. And I'm like, ah, yeah. like the movie continues, like, yeah, you're, you're hoping like it would be like the auction house because I was trying to figure out what Van Dam was even doing here because I felt like the the conversation was just too much about her and not like, why are you here at this auction house, like. You know, it just felt like it was like a meeting spot. It didn't feel like he was actually trying to bid on anything. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I, I. I have questions as well. Well, and then so then Martin Landau, he's a guy in the silver. He's he's the thin guy in the black suit, right? Just so I just so I'm young. I'm a young millennial. I don't know all the older <laughs> named actors. He's the guy, the thin guy in the black suit with like the with the eyebrows, right? Yeah, well, then okay, he yeah. goes and he's like, he's not, ne- he's like standing up, like next to the, not the auctioneer, but like the people next to the auctioneer, like the guys who are running the auction. Yeah. So what is, is he this waiting like, for? Yeah. Well, so is this like an inside job? Like what he, like, he, I mean, and so the, the guy at the, there's like a, a lectern. Yeah. And that guy, and then so Martin Landau walks over and that guy kind of looks up and just kind of shrugs and then goes back to, you know, his auction stuff. Yeah. So like, how does, you know, how does Cary Grant know this even, you know, the whole thing of like, oh, I'm going to act out. I'm going to disrupt the auction and then the cops are going to come and they won't be able to get me because the cops are here. Well, how does he know? Like Martin Landau could be running security. Yeah, that's the vibe I got because he started next to that guy in the lapels, the, you know. The small, the the the, the 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 small black guy. He's got like like lapels. Yeah. Like I'm a security, or I'm like head of something. Um, and then the guy next to him, you know, is some kind of another official. So yeah, you think like, they, and they don't react to him. So it's like they're they're okay with this guy standing over by him. So yeah, it's like he's in security. Uh, yeah, Valerian brown suit in the back. Um, they're just waiting waiting for him. I don't know. These had, these guys had weird chances to kill him, and they take the weirdest way to kill him. Like I still, I mean, I know the plane's the famous scene, but I'm like, mm-hmm. what a weird way to like try to kill a guy. Like, are they trying? Was there a gun on the plane? Because it tries to hit him, and then like after it would hit, you didn't hear like pop 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 pop. I was like, okay, were those bullets? You don't need to like run him over if you got a gun on the plane. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't well, get what they were doing, and then like the and he missed. He hits the only oil tanker. In like a in, in a Midwest field, right? Yeah, so it's I'm, it's it, you're, you're yeah, the middle of nowhere, perfectly flat. You see nothing but cornfields to the horizon. The one thing taller than six feet off the ground, and the plane managed to hit it. Yeah, 
And what, why did they send a plane anyway? So they send the guy out to the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Send somebody out with a car and knock him off that way. Like, oh, we're going to send a plane after the guy? That just seems yeah. needlessly complex. The, I don't know why they didn't have a guy, just a guy, right? Like, like a guy. And he goes, yeah. are you him? Yeah. Walks up. It just Like, Cary Grant can't, is it going to, like, disarm him? Right. He's got a middle of a field, and he just shoots him and drives off. And then, wow, a man in a suit was shot in an Indiana field, like. I don't know. Is that easier than like a man was hit by a biplane going just, you know, crop dusting and it like ran him over and or shot him. <laughs> like, that's just, that's just well, then, so that, that, you know, well, then what's the, so let's say the plane shot him. They got him. He's dead. They, did they just leave the body there? They could have done like what they did in like looper or something like that, where they just like, they, they put him in the middle of the field, they shoot him and then they just like, yeah, I don't know. Throw him in an incinerator, or throw him in the cornfields, like. Oh yeah, or just yeah, bury him in the field. But then what? Then you got to land the plane. You get out of the plane. You go. Over, oh, that's like, what I'm just, saying. Don't do the plane thing. Like it's just. Yeah. Don't do the plane thing. Exactly. Like okay, I get it. The 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 the, the car drunk car crash. Okay, not a, not not a bad idea. But for some reason, Cary Grant has like really good drunk driving skills. Like he. <laughs> Really good job. Like he, that, uh, that on run doing that like curvy road, man. I was like, mm-hmm. whoa! Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like a little tired on the highway, and I kind of want to crash my car. He was like <laughs> drunk, swerving out of traffic. God bless. Mm-hmm. Um, so man, I know we talked a lot today. All right, and so then at the end of the minute, um, what's his name? Thornhill, Cary Grant comes up with this idea. He's going to start throwing out. So there's so there's an auction going on. Catalog number 109, a superb example of this early master. The bidding is up to 2250, and all of a sudden he throws out 1500. And then, uh, you know, and that's the end of the minute. Yeah, because I want, yeah, obviously we have more auction coming up, and we've talked enough. <laughs> we don't want to, yeah, we don't want to blow it all for the first day, but that's so that's yeah. basically where we are. Okay, yes. All right, so that was, uh, that's minute 91 of the old Hitchcock Minute podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know how you wouldn't know this at this point, but in case you don't, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and, and Google Play or at the, the main website, HitchcockMinute.com. But uh, so, Dave, like where if folks just they like, you know what, I, we like this guy's take. He's got an interesting attitude on film. We want to hear more. Where can they find you? You can find me over at 5 Minutes of Mystery. Mm-hmm. where I talk about the 1999 superhero comedy ensemble Mystery Men, which is a forgotten gem. Of a of a superhero comedy yeah. film, vastly underrated, vastly underrated, but a classic. Yeah, and then uh, you and I, the two of us together, we covered the movie Groundhog Day, one minute at a time. Um, you can find that over at groundhogminute.com. Oh, and I should uh, I should throw in if you're into the the social media stuff, you can talk about this movie and and, and um, well, we got a Facebook group, uh, the Man on Washington's Nose. And on Twitter at Hitchcock Minute. Otherwise, just, uh, you know, stay groovy and we'll be back tomorrow. Goodbye, Mr. Thornhill, wherever you are.